0: Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast. So great to have you all back. This week, we're so happy to have Pastor Caleb Isaac from our local Swartz Creek Church, Risen Community Church, and myself, Ashley Chandler, and Jim Parkin.
1: Hello for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. It's my
1: honor. What are we talking about, Ashley?
0: Christmas. I want to talk a little bit about the Christmas story. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Real quick, share just quickly um, who you are and a little bit about yourself.
2: Hey, okay, my name is uh, Pastor Caleb Isaac. We started uh, a new church in uh, Swartz Creek. So uh, we blessed and uh, we feel God's hands over it. Um, so we move in. We try and actually reach um, everyone that we can and point them to a new life, to a new hope uh, with Jesus. Really, this is our mission is to show Jesus and. um uh, I cannot be more humble to celebrate the birth of Jesus because uh, he is the light of the world, right? Uh, we have been praying as a church, as a body of Christ, that for a new light to come through. Uh, we pray for our country. We pray for courage because that's really what we need.
1: Yeah. And
2: we do need a new light because we're living really exactly the same um, environment, the same atmosphere like the Jewish people lived during That time before Jesus came, right, with the Romans, um, you know, captivity and uh, uh, Pharisees control with their religious rituals.
1: It's interesting, too, before we start talking about the uh, like the Christmas story, the the story of Jesus' birth and stuff. So just the other night I was watching or actually just the other early, early morning, we have a new dog. And sometimes once Carrie leaves and goes to work, he doesn't like to settle back down. (laughs) So I was up with him and I watched, uh, there's a movie, uh, Paul, Apostle of Christ, I think is the name of it. But it's where Luke has come to the prison and is writing kind of the last letter, you know, for Paul and and they're going through all that stuff. But it's just that time frame with Nero and all that stuff. and And I was sitting there watching it and I'm thinking about how familiar is that to how we're living now. Amen. Where there's so much craziness and just just like sickness and evil and all these things, but mm-hmm. that the masses seem to think are right. And then so they have these Christians or Christ followers that are hidden away because they're thought to be wrong. You know, so it was very interesting how it's much like how we're living today.
2: I agree. You know, I do believe, especially now during this time that um, God has a season, you know, and um, and has a reason, has a purpose, right? So his, his season is, you know, you pray, you can pray 10 seconds, 10 minutes, 10 uh, years or 40 years. Only in his due season, he's going to answer these prayers. And that tells us that we need to be patient and wait on the Lord, right? And right. Um, sometimes, you know. We rush things, we want things to happen, and we say, why? Nothing is happening, but yeah. in due season, God is going to answer all our prayers. And then God, has, he has his reasons. Sometimes um, we don't understand his rationale because he says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And then yeah. his purpose is we don't really know his pur- His purpose. The only thing we can do is just be a vessel, be the right, dude, right? And then that purpose will come to life in his due season. So. I've been praying and been sharing this with everyone. just just wait, just wait, be patient, wait for a season. You know, you look at elizabeth uh, Mary's cousin, right, and Zechariah. They prayed for years and years and years to have a baby, and then when they got really old, Gabriel came and says, "Hey, you're going to have a baby and six months later, he goes to Mary. And he goes, hey, you're going to have a baby. And, um, and then the same thing, the same thing that he uh, messaged, the same thing happened. Zechariah was troubled with the message, and he didn't know what to do. And Gabriel says, D- don't be afraid. God got this. And same thing he said to Mary. And to your point, we're talking about Mary's situation in context of her uh, society back then. You know, you got to understand back then, to have to sixteen years old, thirteen years old to have a baby without having a relationship with the man. That was a no-no. That was a no no right. that, that was very yeah. tough. So she got she would have got um <clears throat> denied, disowned, and uh humiliated, and maybe even got stoned back then. Yeah. And then you look at the other side where most people they don't see the impact of the Joseph uh, role. Um and purpose in, in Jesus' birthday, that he was his stepdad, right? And he took care of him financially. He uh, provided a shelter, food, and everything else, and taught him to be a carpenter, right? And not right. really know later what happened to Joseph. Uh, he kind of uh, fell off the radar in the Bible. But always, um, and I use Joseph's character to actually teach the sermon about Father's Day because, to me, he's a true father. He's... He's a father that took care of um, uh, his stepson through thick and thin. He was all here, all in father, right? And he provided he didn't disown his son because, you know, he, he, would, he did not conceive him, right? And then he did whatever he can. I always imagine what Jesus did in his funeral, you know? What did he right. say about Joseph, right? right. So, and so to me, um, you got to understand uh, every character, of Jesus' birthday from the Jewish people, from Mary, from uh, even God's role, Joseph, uh, the shepherd, uh, the magi, um, Gabriel. And uh, you look at all of them, even uh, King Herod the Great, too. You got to look at all of them. But to me, you don't just look at the birth of Jesus just when it started. You got to look at the preparation. all the oh, prophets, yeah. All the prophets in the Old Testament that they led, to the birth of Jesus, because throughout the whole Bible, uh, people paid the price to pave the road for the birth of the coming uh, Savior. It did not just happen just like that. But Jesus came during times where everybody, uh, all the people, all the nations, they needed a new hope, needed a new light, and they needed the freedom. Like we do need the freedom. The only difference right now in secular life, we have to pay the price for freedom. There is a price for freedom. It's not free. You got to earn it. You got to fight for it. But what Jesus did, um, he paid the full price for our freedom. So our freedom right. in the Bible has already been fought for and it's already paid in full. But as a nation today, as we stand, um, our freedom has to be fought for. Uh, nobody's going to come and give us our freedom. We have right. to stand as one nation under God. And uh, pray for Holy Spirit to lead us and follow the Holy Spirit uh, leadership. And I've been praying for our executive officers to be Holy Spirit-filled, Holy Spirit-inspired, and Holy yeah. Spirit-led. And then uh, that's what we need to follow. And we have to fight for our freedom. But Jesus came and gave us that freedom. Um, and we didn't have to do anything other than, uh, you know, uh, have faith, right? That's is our salvation. It's a free gift. And all we have to do just by faith alone we get to be saved and just believe in Jesus. So that's really the, the story of um, Jesus' birth. It's it's amazing uh, story. The timing, the environment that he, uh, God, chose to have him come on earth. It's really a mirrors, well, like Jim said, uh, exactly what we're going through. Yeah. So it's it's really... Hard times for us. One of the things too that I pray for uh, pastors, for shepherd, to be a really good shepherd. Instead of, you know, have them leave the pulpit and fight and argue and uh, debate um, about secular things. Uh, that is all it does is just distract yeah. us from what matters <laughs> the most.
1: Nope.
2: Right? We just have to yep. stand and use the pulpit to glorify God. And encourage people, people together, you know absolutely absolutely otherwise otherwise we only just become paid pastors we're just doing it as a profession we're not doing it as a calling and that's right. that hurts because um you know when you when you become a pastor you do it for the glory of god you do it because you know that you know it's all for him from the beginning till the end like they say from from glory to glory from faith to yeah. faith right and mm-hmm. um, don't do it for that reason it's going to show people they're going to see it today tomorrow or 10 years from now but today through this turmoil we're going through this hardship it's really important for us as a church to be unified to be unified and preach and teach the gospel and teach who jesus is and of course teach who jesus is not and um and uh, uh, come back to Christmas. That's what it is. It's just uh, listen. This is we we need to show you who this baby is. He's the King of Kings. He's Lord of Lords. Right. He's right. son of man and son of God. He was born in a in a manger in a in a humble cave. Mm-hmm. Even though he's all that, he was not born in a castle uh, in a mansion. And um, he was traveling on a donkey from one city to another. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, and he was gonna get killed. Even when he, the minute he was born, he is already got. You know, he was gonna be. A- <laughs> He's already
0: got already got people after him. Right.
2: Yeah. From from the from the day that uh, Magi went to King Herod and says, "Hey, you know, the King of Israel was born," and he just went ballistic. He went furious. Well, oh, I'm the only king!" So, and then he decided to kill every. A boy that two years old yeah. or younger and um and that's i think
0: it, i forget which gospel but actually said it it went through the people like even the people were worried yeah. that there's this rumor of this new king like what does this mean you know
2: right. um, Luke, uh, Luke uh, chapter one is what i really use for the um, uh, christmas uh uh, eve or christmas uh service i go always study luke uh chapter one uh, i like it because it really put uh things in chronological order so it okay. gives you the sequence and it tells you exactly um what happened and i i use it a lot and i encourage everybody if you'd like to know more about the birth of jesus just read luke
1: yeah this really is really laid out well i like i like what you mean i like how it's chronological like that yes you
0: know, one eve of my... Luke
1: was a physician right oh yeah i believe so Oh, yeah. So that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Super precise. One of my favorite um, aspects of it was that the angels appeared to um, the shepherds. So right. the guys that were like the nobodies out in the field, right? They had like
1: right. not yes. any
0: important position. They mm-hmm. Nobody cared who they were. They just took care of, I mean, think of farmers, right? Just farmers out there doing their thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yes the lord chose them to appear before them right. and let yeah. them know go see this child that was born to you and that yeah. the good news is for all men right for all mm-hmm. mankind yes. so from the very beginning like it's proclaimed to them you know Amen. Amen. so I that believe was so
1: cool. that in that time too that the shepherds because of their their like class grouping or their level in society mm-hmm. that they wouldn't be invited into the church well, I think something of that nature. I'm not, I think I've heard that before with the shepherds because they were dirty and, and all that other stuff that they wouldn't be Yeah, like allowed in.
2: Well, that's, that's the Pharisees for you. This is the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. Okay. That's why okay. when Jesus came, he said, you know, do not differentiate. You do not have two different people elite and poor people and the scripture tells us you know if you if you go in the church and have the elite people sit um up front on the chair right. and then mm-hmm. have the poor sit on the floor or even out back how good are you you cannot do that and right i don't really know the answer but all i know that there was a uh, discrimination um there was mm-hmm. discrimination was there because um you got to understand the pharisees stories the pharisees they did not really believe as much as they care about the benefits that they're going to gain from being um, a spiritual uh, or high priest. They care about the first fruits that they were, um, getting phone people so they had the lifestyle that they were um, uh, trying to protect and that's one of the things why when Jesus came and exposed him they hated him because he says man we have to become farmers now we have to go and do all this hard labor versus <laughs> having all these people bringing it to us and yep. uh, they didn't yeah. uh right. so and, and that sounds familiar today right yeah yep. <laughs> so people would have to go to work for uh, for a change or maybe once in their life because everything got handed to them and either by stealing or by position or misconduct so right Well, and,
0: G- and jesus really came and literally flipped everything upside down because yeah. for years and hundreds of years you have to be the most perfect you have to like meet this standard. So we have a whole group of guys that their whole life is just to be better than everything that they possibly can be. And Mm -hmm. then Christ comes and says, no, you, you gotta be last. You gotta be last before you can be first, you know? Right. So Jesus
1: comes on the scene and literally hacks culture. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's exactly what happens. He comes on the scene, even in the stories and the parables he would tell because, you know, a Jewish man wouldn't, didn't run. Really, and so he tells the prodigal son story. He tells that parable, Excuse and me. in that, father sees son and take off takes off running towards this kid who shamed the family name. You know, so you know, I've heard stories or like messages given where they say like the people, the other Jewish people, would be like, "What is he? Like, why is he running? Like, what's happening here? Right? <laughs> this is this this Amen. love of the heavenly fathers. This is absurd." Amen. Amen. You know, um, if you if you read
2: Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, and that's that's to me is huge because Jesus was preaching from day one, a kingdom life for kingdom people, right? He was preparing yeah. us to be kingdom people. He was teaching right. us how to live as kingdom people. One of the things that he really changed the trajectory of life is he opened the eyes of the Jewish people to live life the way it is, not the way it should be. Mm -hmm. And that changed everything because um, even my kids today, even when I do youth, even when I do prison ministry, the biggest problem with our generation, we are by, uh, not by design, but we are deceived to feel that we are entitled so and we don't want to do the hard work yeah so that's that's a problem why we don't really advance in life that's why we don't prosper that's why sometimes we it's the main cause of us getting in depression because we want to be somebody that we're not and we refuse to pay the price for it and live life the way it is and we're always dreaming always struggling that we want to live life the way it should be And when he opened the eyes of the disciples that, listen, this is the way life is. Do not be deceived. Do not be mocked. Right. And that's what the scripture says. You know, you got to, you know, you read what you saw and you got to you know, a uh, focus on following the Holy Spirit. So I think that's one of the main things that Jesus came to, uh, to really open our eyes and our heart to that is live life the way it is, not the way it should be. So that's yep. I think what Jesus did is it's a big, big theme is to live life the way it is, not the way it should be. And God blesses okay. us when we uh, accept our uh, faith. Well, God blesses us when we actually, uh, Flourish and nourish and take care of our corner of the vineyard first, right? Yes. Um, that's and, and that's really the biggest theme. And I, uh, you know, Jesus' birthday is is confirmation of of hope uh, and uh, exactly so that um, we're not alone. And this life, uh, it's not easy, and we need to just um, depend on God and rely on God and just allow Him uh the room to come in you know sometimes we choke the holy spirit because we just don't want to give them um time to like like you and i when we sit down and try reason with our kids and tell them this is how it needs to be and then most of us says no this is the way it should be and um (laughs) right and then we need the (laughs) whole to do the heavy lifting right um and then you know the only the only thing we can do is to make sure that people, that they are broken, uh, people that are hopeless, that they know that they, God gave us the spirit of power, right? Um, yeah. The spirit of love and the spirit of self-discipline. Uh, and the only way we can use those is by allowing the Holy Spirit to come in into our lives, into our hearts, and then allow them the biggest thing to do the heavy lifting when we down on our knees and our secret right. closet or on our, our brain uh, and and I think that's what this country needs more so than uh, anything else is uh, is the identity issue. We having a major identity issue. We don't really know to accept life the way it is. We still think life needs to be, it should be in a different way. And uh, and in people, they still dream in of life the way it should be, and it's just not going to happen.
0: Right. It's really good. No, and I like what you said about just being patient. You know, mm-hmm. it, like even with the Christmas story, like God comes in a way that nobody expected. You know, right. and, but he, looking back, it makes perfect sense. You know, um, God came in the way that we needed in the way that mm-hmm. was going to be the best for, right. for all of us. It was not the way that we thought, but then to be patient with him and the whole process, because the whole process is to redeem us back to him, Amen. not to just fix all of our circumstances, of but to fix us from the inside out back mm-hmm. to himself, you know, so it's right. really good.
1: good. It's important too, I think, to to like see this as like, this is just like Christmas or the birth of Christ is like kind of just a piece to the bigger picture. Right. Yeah. Because there's all the, I mean, early in Genesis, we were hearing of, of the promise of a savior. Right. And all throughout the old Testament, I took an online class one time and the, the professor or the teacher said that in scripture, like always look for Jesus cuz it's always about Jesus oh. the whole way start to finish it's always that about God. him but the like the whole thing like we're talking about if you look at that so we're celebrating when we're celebrating Christmas obviously birth of Christ but really it's the whole new covenant it's the whole like I said a minute ago hacking of culture like we are blessed to have the option to have the ability to look at it like look back on it right I can't imagine what it would have been like to be those shepherds that you were talking about earlier. Actually, when we keep hearing this is coming, something interesting too is one of my favorite books of the Bible is Malachi. One super short, yeah. but two, <laughs> but two just the well the context of it and how and we're talking of churches and big churches and small churches, yeah, and, and how you know, he's prophesying that basically God is angry because people are kind of giving like animal offerings, they're giving the the worst goat, not the best goat, and all this other stuff, and God's mad and churches aren't really worshiping. And at one point the message is I'd rather you just shut it down. Yeah. You know, like would you give this to your governor at the same time? Because see I'm fifty, actually I'm fifty one today. And like <laughs> Well, thanks. But like, so my whole life Earthly I've been boy, hearing huh? <laughs> that Jesus is coming, right? Like yeah. my whole life, Jesus is coming. He'll be back soon. He's coming. So in our flesh, it's easy to see how we could have seasons of being like, wow, yep. I'll give him first fruits next month because <laughs> he's been coming. He's not here yet. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like the whole big picture of this is this the whole story from creation till revelation is so intricate and it's so interwoven. Yeah. And it's really, if you dive in, if you let yourself, like if you open your heart and let yourself dive in, it's so fascinating.
0: Well, and like from Malachi to the new Testament, isn't it like 600 and some years, like almost 700 years in between, like just like God was silent (laughs) for like six, seven generations, you know, um, and that one of one of my favorites is uh, that they actually took the time to write that Mary just pondered all these things in her heart. I'm like, right. I wish, I wish Mary would have like written her own book of the Bible, right. you know, so I could just yeah. get inside her head and and know the how journals things... of Mary. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You know, like having yeah. these magi come and present frankincense, gold, and mm. myrrh before this. I mean, she knew. She knew that her baby was God's son, you know, but just the, um, the audacity yeah. of everything and yeah. probably her trying to wrap her brain about it all. And and just so she just she pondered all these things that she like kept them all up in her heart, treasured them up all in her heart. And I just yeah. I find that yeah. to be such a sweet way that the writer would even write that down. I just yeah. I've always noticed that.
2: Yeah, Mary's story is very hard. Um, you know, she paid the price. Um, I always say uh, second in line after Jesus, Mary was the second person that paid the price uh, full blow, square on, because as much as all his disciples, they betrayed him and disowned him um, on Friday, Good Friday, right? Um, Mary was there. Uh, she had support from uh, the, whatever left from the people, but... You know, what breaks my heart as Jesus um, walking through Jerusalem and with carrying the cross and he fell on the ground and he barely can walk. And um, he tells her, uh, I made everything clean. And um, as a mom, knowing that uh, her son is going to get crucified in a few minutes, you can only imagine what she's going through. But but going to the going back to the birth of Jesus, you know, I, I asked a question yesterday, um, and because as a preparer, I was a preparer for we had our Christmas uh candlelight service uh yesterday. And one of the questions that came to my mind, why would God um uh have his only son, his only begotten son, uh become a flesh like us, knowing in advance that after thirty-three years he's gonna get tortured crucified, died, and live again. Why would he do that? Are we really that worthy as a human being to have, uh, you know, if you say, hey, I'm going to sacrifice my son for uh, people, would you do that? He says, no way, I'm not going to do that. So imagine the God of the universe, the creator of everything we know and we don't know, that he doesn't even need us because the Scripture tells us he is in need of nothing, zero, right. He's in need of yeah. nothing he gives his son knowing in advance that he's going to go through all that so the two other questions that become um, you know obvious um you know does he really love us that much and is his is our freedom is our salvation it's so important to him because he could have just left us captive, right? To yeah. send captive to the Romans and to um uh, to the religious uh, leaders, and he he wouldn't have cared. But, but if you look at it, you really have to look at it backwards. And sometimes, like I tell people, if you want to really understand the Bible, you got to read it backwards. You got to go back because now you now you see God's promises, uh, over eight thousand promises, they're all yeah. coming through. And now, when you go back to, um, to the beginning, you say, "Yeah, I know it. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's yeah. why." But that same thing, you know, with with his with Jesus' birth, when Jesus became the Son of God and the Son of Man, it, God knew all along what's going to happen and how things are going to go, um, and uh, He still did it because He loves us unconditionally. I mean, the Scripture tells us He is in mad in love with us, mm-hmm. and yet we keep breaking His covenant. Uh, We come back when things uh, get uh, to the point of no return. We come back and God looks at us like the prodigal son with an open arm says, I've been here all along waiting for you. I never Mm -hmm. left you, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're the one who left. I didn't leave you. I'm here. I've been home all along. And we still do this. We all have to face God face to face at one point or another. And we're going to hand them our uh, book of business on earth and tell them how we did and how we didn't uh, do. And um, I always tell people, you know, you have a chance right now to get to terms of peace with God before you get right. into the courthouse. Because when you get into his courthouse, there is no terms of peace. It's over. It's done.
1: That's good. You know, and it really does start with just accepting the love of the heavenly father. Yeah. of this you know he doesn't need us but he wants us you know he created everything and i'm a hundred percent confident that he could have gotten fed up and just <laughs> wiped it out and started again hey look how many and again and again, and again right. and again till we got it right you know yeah but it has to be by free will it has to be us making that decision so yeah.
0: amen. <laughs> amen amen Well, we, you have anything else, Jim? We usually wrap up our podcast by sharing some final thoughts. I don't know. if
1: I would just say that, that this season is important now, maybe, maybe this year more than ever, people are going to be forced closer, you know, and, and just given the time, it's like we said earlier, it's a double-edged sword. We're forced into this, what seems like confinement, but at the same time, we're also blessed with the opportunity to really take a look, you know, to really kind of dig deep and take a look and and look at how special this is, this this season, the season that we celebrate in the church. Um, because like you said, Pastor Caleb earlier, the season we're in is so dark and yeah. so there's so much pressure and evil spirit filled just to take a minute to look at like like we said earlier, the birth of Christ and then and Jesus comes on scene now, we can have that once again where Jesus hacks culture. Oh. and we can recalibrate, I like to say, and reopen our eyes and, and take a whole new look at this going into these next months, and we can Amen. you know walk out of this season, you know, really focused on that light. And I think that's this year really what we're, what we're celebrating.
2: Amen. So, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, our, our faith, right, uh, is going to be tested and we're going to be tried like fire, right? Mm-hmm. And also, the scripture tells us, you know, rejoice because the testing of your faith is going to teach you to become more perseverance, right? It's going to make us stronger, right? Right. And, um, and I always look at that, but what we're what we going through is exactly what Joshua went through, right, and what Moses went through. It's a test of our faith. Moses had to step in the Red Sea for the sea to depart, right? Mm-hmm. Moses has to trust God. He had to trust God, even though he debated. But what we're we going through today, it's really the same thing. So Moses' generation, however, they did not pray, did not believe. They wanted to see miracles first. And this is where we're at right now. People, they don't want to pray. They don't want to humble themselves and go down on their knees and turn around and come back to God and ask them for forgiveness and repent until and unless God makes a miracle. Right. The Joshua generation did the opposite. They prayed and they humbled themselves and they repent from their wicked ways and God showed them miracles. And I truly believe this is what the church needs to do. We need to celebrate what Jesus did for us. And instead of waiting for the miracles to happen and then believe, we need what Jesus asked us to do, to humble ourselves, go down on our knees, whether you're in your secret closet praying, whether you're in your living room, whether you're, you're in your car, just humble yourself uh, and pray for God, and God will heal our land, right? And we'll mm-hmm. forgive our sin, and we restore everything that we fight for because he's in the center of it when he's not in the center of it things will not work out so
0: amen I think um Emmanuel God with us and I some of the hardest times have been some of the times where I have experienced God be the closest and it's not that he's never just as close but I think I shared earlier, but I think before we started, was that I found an old journal entry from last year about this time and that God just really showed me intimacy for the new year, that he was just going to take us deeper. And mm. that, you know, through a time that you would never ask for directly, that God knew what he needs to do in us and each of our own lives. And that God is still like coming near to us, that he still draws near to us. Mm. And so just like, And the Christmas story, Emmanuel, he came directly, he crossed all the lines, all the boundaries, he made every step to come to us, and he still does that today, he still does that today, and so I just um, just encourage all of us, and whatever that looks like, that if you're going through a really, really hard time right now, and you don't feel like you can do it, God is wanting to come close to you, and come right with you and what you're doing and he's he's able he's so good and faithful so absolutely just, i just love that emmanuel he's willing too yeah mm-hmm. every, time. Willing. every time
1: every <laughs> time amen well all right thank you so much again thank for
2: coming you. in my pleasure thank you for having me it's my honor is yep. uh have a happy on uh, plus christmas if i don't see you in new year and i'll uh, stay in touch okay absolutely,
0: absolutely. All right.
1: take care Merry Christmas, everybody. Keep looking for us on Instagram and Facebook. I'll be putting some information out, you know, as we get into the new year. It's going to be cool. It's
0: going to be good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was fun.